Welcome to the Under 8 Podcast, a daily college basketball show brought to you every weekday in under eight minutes at the time of recording. It is Monday, December 18th, 8.39 p.m. My name is Josh Molnix. On today's pod, number two, UCLA gets a true road win at Ohio State and a pair of AP Top 25s to take a look at on this Monday evening. It's all right here on the Under 8 Podcast. Josh, in Columbus this evening, it was a competitive first half. UCLA taking a six-point lead into the break. And then the Bruins came out swinging in the second half, thought maybe they're going to run away and handle this. Looked like that for the third quarter and to start the fourth. And then Ohio State comes barreling back, cuts the lead single digits. Ultimately, you get a 77-71 win for number two UCLA, and they remain perfect on the season. Almost had a really good finish here. Ohio mm-hmm. State just ran out of time, and the deficit was a little bit too large to overcome. So got to give credit to the Buckeyes for finding a way to fight back and actually making this at least remotely interesting by the end because, yeah, I, there was a point there in the third quarter where it did not look like that was going to be the case, and that was with UCLA missing 12 consecutive threes to start the game. Four of 20 from the three-point line overall. They were top 30 in the country coming into this game in, in three-point shooting. 26th, I believe, heading into the game, their mark being 37.3% from the three-point line as a team. Beating... Beating top 25 teams when you go in and shoot the basketball really well is one thing. Now, great, granted, inside the three-point line, they were they didn't dominant. do a whole lot of missing. Yeah, they were very, very dominant. But going in to Columbus against another top 15 team, shooting as poorly as they did, they got a couple of timely ones late to kind of keep the game at bay. They got one when it was 69 to 59 to kind of Uh, stretch the lead back to 13 and take a little bit more control after Ohio state had gone on a run. But still the point is the same when you go into the Buckeyes building only shoot four of 20 and still come out with a win. uh, It's a, it's a pretty impressive one for, uh, for the Bruins. You got four players between 11 and 19 points. So very balanced scoring attack, other players chipping in as well. Yeah, it wasn't a one-person show, very well-balanced. And the other thing, too, until the final moments, it looked like this was going to be three for three for UCLA in terms of double-digit wins over top 25 opponents. Mm -hmm. Of course, Ohio State prevented that from happening. But they're not just playing a difficult schedule. They're not just beating good teams. They are handling good teams Mm -hmm. in a way that, is maybe not quite to South Carolina's level, but not all that far off. This is incredibly, incredibly impressive for what Corey Close has her team doing right now. Yeah, the question right now is is who stacks up with South Carolina? How do they yeah. stack up with South Carolina? Uh, Don Staley's team, you know, unanimous number one team in this week's poll. Again, we'll get to the rest of the women's top 25 here in just a moment, but... That's the question, right? Is what are you doing on a nightly basis? 
what kind of resume are you putting together, but how are you showing the ability to perhaps play with South Carolina when it comes when it comes to tournament time, because that's the question that every team in the country is is trying to answer, especially those teams sitting right behind them in the AP poll. Yeah, it, there was that loss to UCLA to start the season. So from an Ohio State, or sorry, from an Ohio State standpoint, very, pretty consistent other than these two games. But as you're talking about trying to reach that top level, Buckeyes have come up a little bit short in their couple opportunities to knock off really, really high-level teams. And I, I just don't know what else UCLA can do, to, to go back to your point. They are through the small portion of the schedule that they've played, they look like a team that might be able to stack up with South Carolina. And right, that's where we're at right now is can anybody do that? We shall see top 12 in the women's top 25 maintain, uh, maintain serve here uh, on Monday's AP poll. The top five looks like this. Go ahead. Have Have you ever seen something like that? I was trying to think back. Probably not. I mean, you'll go weeks where, like, of course, the top five stays the same, or yeah. maybe you stretch into six or seven, but very rarely do you see it look like a carbon copy that deep into the top 25. It's wild. Top five looks like this in case uh, in case you had forgotten. South Carolina 1, UCLA 2, North Carolina State, that'd be NC State, uh, more commonly referred to as. Uh, <laughs> Iowa and Texas rounding out the top five, if that's – an SEC team, a Pac-12 team, an ACC team, a Big Ten team, and a Big 12 team. So the Power 5 Conference is well represented inside the top 25. But Josh, a couple teams uh, getting into the top 25 on the back half of it. Yeah, your your one notable, I guess, move, 11-0 Washington goes from unranked to 23. But obviously that's not a very large jump. and. Nobody else was really moving. There were some teams that moved one spot up, one spot down, but this is easily the most stable top 25 poll I have ever seen. Gotta be. I mean, nobody's, like you said, really there was no jump in either direction bigger than one spot. So it looks very similar uh, for the women's side in terms of the top 25 in week seven of the AP poll on the men's side, Josh, we have a new number one, the Purdue Boilermakers after their win in Indianapolis over Arizona, they jumped two spots over a Kansas team. That was number two last week. Uh, the Jayhawks and Bill self's team after, uh, getting all that they could handle from IU in Bloomington at assembly hall, they stick at number two, but, uh, despite Purdue being the, the runaway favorite in terms of, uh, number one, place votes you still had purdue kansas and houston receiving first place votes in this week's poll i've got no issue with houston getting first place votes i mean the idea of it being a team that was up near the top of the polls to start that's undefeated that beat a good texas a&m team that's fine Mm -hmm. i Do we, do we really need first-place votes for Kansas? I mean, I get it that, okay, it's a loss to Marquette. The resume is pretty good. They also just, you know, nearly lost to IU. But this is just like the last time we talked about when Purdue got this spot back. 
there's just a right answer here. And it's to put Purdue number one because Purdue is the best team in the country. But that's not exactly how the AP poll works. Where to get into that? Because I have some other things I want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, that's that's generally. I I completely agree with you. Um, if Kansas was more convincing, if they walked into Bloomington and steamrolled, um, if they hadn't lost last week, then sure, then we can have that conversation. But um, I don't totally see the the conversation not putting Purdue at one Houston went for, they did get a number one place vote last week. So shouts to whoever that is. That is, that is staying pat on Houston yeah. being number one. Absolutely. Um, but um, Purdue ending up with 48 first place votes. It's not like it was close, but still curious how we get to six first place votes for, for the Jayhawks. Yeah. Other, some other notable things, Arizona, down to four after losing, of course, to Purdue. Baylor down to 10 after whatever happened to Old Caesars Arena. Creighton down to 12 <laughs> after whatever happened there. But they did beat Alabama, so at least it wasn't a horrible week. Gonzaga down to 15 after losing to UConn. Clemson down to 18 after losing to Memphis, who's now in at 23. Ole Miss, who does not have an impressive resume, who has made games way more stressful than they should be, but is undefeated. 25 congratulations welcome to the ap poll kentucky mm-hmm. nine oklahoma seven those were two other teams i was looking at you knew they were going to move up question of of just how far they were going to move up and they're both top 10 uh two things one my apologies misspoke kansas did not lose last week Marquette was a while ago number one number two it's impressive for Ole Miss to be 10 and 0 and be lower at kimpon than where they started the season lower yeah yeah they've gone from 82 to 90th and they're 10 and 0 that's impressive when you look closer it's not hard to understand why they haven't gone anywhere when you when you see a one point win over a detroit mercy team that's still looking for um their first win of the season uh they 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 gave Ole miss all that they could handle a three-point win over sam houston state a one-point win over temple um you get a Memphis win, that's a good win. Uh, but Mount St. Mary's they only beat by nine. UCF they only beat by two. It's a, it's not hard to see why they haven't made a big jump, but uh 10 to 0 inside the AP top 25. I don't really have any massive issues with it at this point when they're one of the four teams inside the top 100 at Kempom that are that's still undefeated at some point. I suppose you should recognize it, but um, if for no other reason other than it's awkward, if you, if you, if you don't recognize it, but still an impressive feat for the rebels so far this year. Yeah. It's a very bizarre resume. I mean, if you're going to keep James Madison in there, you got to put Ole Miss in too. James Madison has not been overly impressive outside of that win at Michigan state either. Mm-hmm. So like we talked about at the end of the last podcast, the, the other thing I want to talk about real quick here. Sure. Michigan State got 10 votes or 10 points. That That is a 500 basketball team that is about to not be 500 because they're going to beat Oakland tonight. But I, this is one of those things that we talk about all the time about how important your preseason ranking is. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be. Because what 
What about Michigan State's resume? If you take away preseason number four, says that's a top twenty-five team, or you know, a thirty-second or where wherever they are this season. That's a team I should vote for for the top twenty-five at five and five. Where it's a, it's a it's a poll of the most recent result. It just, it just is. They got right. They this is a perfect example of all of the things that factor into the AP poll. They started in a really good spot, so even though they keep kept losing, they weren't going to completely fall out of the conversation. And then you get the Mm -hmm. win at the right time, right before the poll comes out. And yeah, I just needed to get that off of my chest. I'm here for you, buddy. I'm here for you. I'm I'm absolutely here for you. How long did it take them to drop outside of the top twenty-five? I'm gonna look. How many weeks did they spend out? So they started at four. So it took them four weeks. So they went four, 18, 21, and then we're out on the 27th, fourth, and 11th. That seems reasonable. But um, you certainly don't have to look very far to understand how quick a voter might be to try and put them back in based on where they started and the overall uh, prowess, prestige of the program um being from memphis tennessee it is that we are basically up in arms the tiger the tiger faithful are basically up in arms about how long yep. it took memphis to get inside the top yep. 25 and right um, so. and memphis kind of on the other side of that that coin they kept doing impressive things and then losing like at the right the, the wrong time like they would do one thing and then lose to villanova and so the thing that would be seen was oh they just lost to villanova or they lose on a Saturday to Ole Miss, and it's, oh, they just lost to Ole Miss. So, uh, shouts to the Tigers. Shouts to Penny Hardaway. I am one cent. And uh, finally, getting Memphis inside the top 25. Anything else you want to touch on there? That's all I got. I think that'll do it. That'll do it for this edition of the Under 8 Podcast. It is Monday, December 18th, just before 9 p.m. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you listen to your shows, follow the Under 8 Pod on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. We will be back tomorrow night. Thank you so much for being here, and we will see you later.